and welcome to Creating in Color, sharing the creative endeavors of people of color. I'm your host, KB, and today I'm joined with Gabe, a production assistant at DreamWorks. How are you today, Gabe? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, KB. How are you doing? I'm well. Thank you so much for asking. So what is a production assistant? That's an amazing question. I'll be honest. When I got the job, I didn't know what it was. Uh, production <laughs> assistant is a, I pretty much work for a production coordinator who works for our LP, our line producer. And what we do is we keep the show organized. We work with all of the artist teams, our overseas studios, and our executives to make sure we have enough budget, uh, plan out everything that can go good and wrong with the episode. And we just make sure everything runs smoothly so that no one's ever in a meeting like, I have no idea what's going on. Like, okay, all right, that's on us. We'll, we'll bring that back and make sure everything is running clean. It's interesting because I feel like production assistants, there's so many different PAs out in this world of jobs, but it seems so different across all the different industries. So, and not even just the industries, but also different like projects. With that in mind, did you always know you wanted to like get into animation and how did you get started in this industry? Oh, yeah, I always knew I wanted to be in uh, animation, though I did take a bit of a, a detour after I graduated from high school. I went to engineering school first, did that for a couple of years. Like, robots are cool and everything. It's kind of whack. Switched my major, went to art, transferred schools, and then I was at SCAD for a while. Savannah College of Art and Design, SCAD. So close to being called SCAB. I really wish it was called SCAB. <laughs> But uh, I was there for a few years then. Soon after I graduated from there, DMing creatives and anyone in the industry online and then a line producer, Ashley Laidlaw, she's great. She's awesome. She uh, took a chance on me. We had a conversation for a few nights and got an internship. And the way she told me about it, I was like, yes, you want to be in art. That's great. A PA is an amazing stepping stone on getting into the industry. And then we could work on getting into art from there. That's kind of been the plan since then. Finished my internship and then the show I was on, sadly, is unannounced. Still can't talk about it yet. But Aww. the show I was on, they brought me on full time about a month after my internship ended. And here we are, about a year later. Oh, well, congrats. Thank you. So interesting. You got your internship just because you were kind of cold DMing people that worked in the industry. Oh, yeah. But it took like, it was seven months of like 20 DMs every morning while I was working a job. That's commitment. That's commitment. It definitely helped like a, a lot of other parts of life. So I was like, I can send a DM to anybody now. I don't even care. I'll DM Robert Downey Jr. Like, hey, I'm get coffee. Wow. I could never. I am so shy. I'd be like, oh, God, but what if they look at it? That's the best thing. <laughs> if they do look at it and you see that they did and they leave you on red is the best thing ever. Wow. I'm very impressed. <laughs> um, so you were initially going into engineering and... It's very interesting because I've had other guests on the show that usually make a career switch, like not even like while they're studying in the major, but like they're like they're in the job, they're working it. And then all of a sudden they're just like, mm -mm. if you have an answer for this, what made you realize that you wanted to make the switch? Because like you said, robots are cool. And I agree. Robots are really cool. Thank you, but <laughs> what switched to you wanting to draw a robot cartoon rather than build a robot i guess um for me personally i don't know if i speak for this but for me personally it was the uh it was the idea that i had to be like an engineer or something 
not creative because from a young age, I told my parents, I want to make comics, I want to make cartoons. And then that mindset was kind of like beaten out of me as I got older. They're like, you'll die if you don't pursue this career. I'm good enough at math and science to just, I guess I'll be an engineer. And, and there's a certain point when you're doing something, some people can like stomach it and they can like do what they hate for a long period of time, but eventually in some way it explodes. And mm-hmm. I was, I was, I was at a friend's house one night and we were just, uh, what's the rating on this podcast? It's like PG 13. What am I allowed to say? Uh, I mean, someone said the F word in the last episode, so you're good. All right. So there is this one night me and my friend were chill. We're drinking moonshine for, for a while. Uh, all right, I'm gonna take that go smile ahead. as we're as we're good. <laughs> we're good to go. I'm sorry, I was on. Yeah, I was on. Go, a, go ahead. I know. I was also. I wasn't expecting to hear that you were just sitting and drinking moonshine. But go ahead. There's not a lot to do in Lubbock, Texas. I'll be honest. Oh. <laughs> but we we're just sitting there of legal age, drinking some moonshine, just ch- keep chilling back. And I was like, man, I think I hate this. And then he was one like, okay, me too. We both left college. We found out we both lived in the same neighborhood, which I thought was hilarious. And then he took me to a couple comic conventions in the area. And one dude saw my art and I was like, you should come work. You should come be at my art school. Didn't end up going to his art school, but it was enough to push me in the right direction. But once I hit that breaking point where I just sat up, I was like, I hate this. I can't do it forever. You just kind of switch. I hear you. Well, good for you for feeling confident enough to make that switch. Be lying if I said the moonshine didn't help. <laughs> I'll play it. I'll play it. So what does your daily routine look like as a production? It's fun. Clock it in the morning. And then earlier in the earlier in the pipeline of the show on, we would be clocking in the morning. We'd be looking at what storyboards we're getting in for the day, sending that to the correct people to get noted and send it back to board artists. But we're starting to roll off things now as we get to the end of it. So mm. it's pretty much... You get reviews in for animation from overseas studios. So we're checking that in the morning, sending that off to our animation team so they can review and send those notes back whenever those are ready. In between that, we're talking with our director, trying to get his whole day scheduled out to make sure that he's at every meeting he needs to be in so that there are no questions when the animatic is locked and we can ship it out and just take care of any other types of fires that could pop up in the day. Like one of the pop, one of the fires that popped up today is we're working on a set and the show is in CG. So everything has to be pre-built before we start boards. We're a bit behind on that part. So we're just kind of boarding and like, we'll fix it in CG. We'll figure it out. And then we got to a point where the boards board us. Like, oh, we can't do this. This is so expensive. It's like, do we have time to reboard it? No. It's like, oh, so then we bring all of our CG heads together. Like think tank it. You've got, you've got an hour. Figure this out. And we're just there taking notes, making sure everything goes smoothly, send out the notes to all the parties that need to know. And after that, we check back in with the emails we sent in the morning and we wrap it for the day. It's a lot of it's a lot of crazy stuff you're dealing with. Well, it depends on what type of PA you are. So I'm an episodic PA. Mm -hmm. So we take care of an episode from its entire life, from it getting scripted to the designs when we're talking to our concept artist, to it being built in 3D to the Animax, the boards, to the animated files, all the way to it being shipped to wherever it's getting final delivered. Whether that be through the studio or we, if there's a streaming service the show was made for. Otherwise, you'd see like I... some people, oh, I'm sorry, I cut you off a little bit. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm making noises. <laughs> Otherwise, there's different type of productions that are departmental. So say I was a PA and I was departmental, I would only see 
the design section of it and work on that, which is what most studios and most productions usually do just because it's less chaotic. Gotcha. Okay. So you follow an episode through basically script all the way through post. Mm -hmm. Okay. And just to clarify for the listeners, you are on a series or a TV show. Yes. TV show. Yeah. Okay. What are some specific roadblocks you try to watch out for? And this could be roadblocks that you found in your career, as well as you, in, as well as in school and you getting your internship or even your internship as well. Mm, honesty is a big roadblock. So one of the main things I faced coming out of college and even still in the industry is like, some people will lie to you to make you feel better, whether it be about your work, where you're standing in the studio, whatever it's going on. It's been something I've been working towards to try to see when that's happening mm -hmm. because it helps no one. It really doesn't. And I think that's kind of what messed me up the most. As soon as I graduated college, I heard all the way through, it's like, oh yeah, you're still good enough to get a boring job. You're still good enough to get a boring job. I talked to a few people just through the cold DM, some directors here and there like, oh yeah, no, delete your entire portfolio, delete it today. It's like, it's getting you no jobs. It's hurting you. It's like, oh, why didn't anyone tell me this before? It's like, well, you see, schools are designed to make money. It is a business. So they want to keep students there and giving them bad news may kill their motivation and cause them to drop out. Plus, no one wants to be that voice of, oh, you're just not good enough. No one wants to be that voice. It's not a fun voice to be. Someone has to be honest with people or else we're not making any progress at all. We're just saying nice words and doing other things behind people's back. And that stuff like that has always rubbed me the wrong way. I definitely feel that journey myself because once I left school, I was actually trying to be a designer, like a character designer, prop designer. And all through school, my professor would be like, oh, you're, you're so good. You're so talented at this. Like, I really feel like you can do it, blah, blah, blah. And once I graduated, I was like, what, what happened? Why can't I get a job? I was told I was so good. And the truth was, I was not so good. <laughs> I was not. And it wasn't until I started in the industry where I had someone like take the time and tell me, oh, hey, you need to work on this, honey. Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> so yeah, honesty is very important because like, yeah, the schools will just kind of say whatever to keep you going so they could keep getting that tuition. Exactly. Exactly. I don't, and I've, I've struggled with this a lot. I don't want to come up and say art school is all bad. Art school has its perks. The education aspect of art school is not the perk of art school, sadly. It's like the connections and learning how to work with creatives in a group aspect and just, I don't know, getting out of your hometown, all great things, all amazing things. Don't go there to learn. There's a million classes online that can teach you how to do stuff like Ratsy Crest, Schoolism. Uh, the dude who told me, the, the first guy who sat me down was like, yeah, you got to rework this man, it was Chris Wimberly. And then he invited me to one of his classes kind of sit in and take a look and soak it in and that that helped me change my entire my entire way of doing things 
That was really nice of him. Oh, yeah. Quincy, he's a sweetie. He's, he's very tough on the exterior. He's sweet inside. Oh, Big up Chris. It's like, it's like um, I don't know, any kind of fruit, I guess. I don't know. Like a, <laughs> Where it's like a tough skin, but then delicious inside. Like an orange. Like an orange. You shouldn't eat orange skin. That stuff's nasty. So my, my stepmom straight up eats orange skin. She like bites into it like an apple. Her whole life blows my mind. She eats bones. You said who? All my stepmom. She eats orange skins and bones? Yeah. Is she like, okay? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I'm more impressed than anything. Her hands don't burn. I'm I'm honestly convinced she's just some type of immortal being out here. Just I, I would agree with that. Wow. When I was a barista and I had to hold like hot milk pitchers, like you, you start to get kind of um a, re- a resistance against heat. But then once you stop and let you- and like you don't do it anymore i was like i can hold this fine ow my flesh palm so i don't know my flesh palm that's a good one that's a good one thank you okay so you already listed a bunch of education is there any kind of support that you would also recommend for someone to use to break in or that you used or anything like that yeah talk to people personalities get hired at least from the experience i've seen skills really only get hired if you're a genius, like if you're a genius level at like whatever you do, studios will most likely overlook whatever they, they'll take a risk on your personality, take a risk on like not knowing who you are, your work ethic, because they see your work online and it's amazing. They're like, yeah, yeah, I need this kid. Uh, The majority of it is Mm. just like making connections, talking to people. You can make connections any number of ways. Ratsy Crystal, great way to do it. Classes taught by people working in the industry. Great place if you're at a good skill level where they're like, oh yeah, this person's got potential. They can put in a good word for you. The Concept Design Academy in California, I think they do some online classes from time to time. Great place, same type of situation. Some of these classes do come with discords. Discord groups are amazing. There are job postings on there. People down to look at whatever work you type to do, whether it's writing, concept design boards, whatever it is. You can always get someone's honest feedback on there and support is great. What tips would you recommend for someone who's trying to learn from home or even on a budget? Ooh, ooh. All right. So if you're trying to learn on a budget, I want you to go ahead, wipe art school from your brain. Don't take out loans. It's not, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. What you need to do is sign up for online classes. You would really just type in online art classes. It'll give you some keywords. You can type in storyboarding. You can look up your favorite storyboard artist or concept designer. I guarantee you 50% of them have online classes. Take those. You can find books online. The Loomis Method is a great place to start. But outside of just like curriculum and stuff like that, you need, you've got to have some self-discipline. There's not going to be someone lower to go for you, but hey, turn this in or, hey, your grade depends on this. No, if if you really want this and you want to work for it, getting your self-discipline to really like put forward the hour, two hours, three hours a day to just work on it is great. And plus you save so much money. You save so much money. You could buy art equipment, computers, all this stuff. It's great and you need it. <laughs> you really do. If you become an artist and you get to work from home, there's no studio, Cintiq, anything like that. You just have to bring your stuff, work on it. Gabe. Hi. 
what hi what was your upbringing like Ooh, i used to think it was very normal when i talked to my friends there's they're like you should probably go to therapy it's not bad it's just different so my dad was um he's nigerian american came straight from uh edo state nigeria my mom is from east st louis the hood of hoods in the midwest and somehow they met at a bank and they had kids together and that is where half of me and my siblings come from the other half come from dad's other wife my dad has a lot of wives so i have a lot of siblings somehow i'm still the youngest and that still makes me infuriated but uh i grew up in a i pretty much grew up in a house with not a lot of kids but a lot of adults around like my only other true peer that I could say I grew up with consistently were like a couple of my cousins, like uh, Paige, Anthony, my cousin Alex, and then my older brother, Rafe, who was the closest to me age, he's like two years older than me. But it was mainly just like a lot of adults. So I took on a lot of their traits and I learned a lot of things very fast, which was not great <laughs> when I went to school. And they're like, your son told kids Santa isn't real. Not my fault. Oh. You were that kid. I, I see. Okay, when I when I was four years old, I was like, Santa isn't real, but you've been a good kid this year, so you get to pick out your present. I was like, bet I want Pokemon Blue. Hook it up, mom. <laughs> Appreciate that. And then from there, it was mainly just I would make comics. I would draw all the time in my free time. I watched a lot of anime. Outlaw Star Yu Hakusho, some of my favorites. High school, I went to high school in the boonies of Texas, which was great. A lot of not progressive minds. So I was mostly a loner through high school. And then when I went to engineering school, I made like a really tight group of friends. I'm still friends with him today, which is awesome. It's been like, oh my God, it's been like seven years. That's weird. But uh, I usually try to put a lot of that stuff into my art. Like my family, we moved around a lot. So I like the idea of found family stories and stories that revolve around more adult topics but through the eyes of a kid but i feel like we don't give kids today enough credit like they can afford some very like they can afford more adult content outside of the everyone should be kind to each other speeches and stuff like that the power of friendship mm -hmm. prevails overall it's like yes power of friendship is great but then you know money gets in there that's why i like shows at least some shows in america like Steven Universe would tackle things like this. Fillmore would tackle topics of uh, discrimination, crime, and stuff like that. I was like, oh, this is pretty interesting. But yeah. upbringing was, uh, it was never fit. It was never, there was never a lack of drama, which was great, but it was never boring, which I think is why I needed to be an artist. I can't sit at a nine to five job. I need chaos in my day. Animation is perfect for that. So, do you have any other hobbies, side hustles, or interests that you engage in? I've got a few. I got a few. I like to uh, I like to spray paint every once in a while. So I'll go take um, I'll keep a sketchbook next to my desk. I'll draw up designs, and then uh, like once or twice a month, there's some free walls near my area, so I'll go over there, spray paint up all day, hit up downtown Dallas afterwards, and just kind of relax and take a chill day. Other than that, I do freelance illustrations from time to time, and 
I was more consistent in making web comics, and that's really what I want to get back to doing. I want to talk to you for a second about your web comic. Oh. What's the name of your series? So there's two. There is Gabism, which is called uh, everyday life stuff. I'd be going through funny mishaps that happen in my family. Like this past, I'm gonna make one for my nephew because this past weekend he turned 16, and my brother invited us over to like. I need you guys to come over and give him some advice about being a black man in America. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm going to troll all of you guys. Everybody gave very heartfelt speeches. And he was like, all right, guys, 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 guys. Thank you for the speeches. And I just want to tell you all, I have a speech for you that comes from my heart. This man literally sat, looked at all of us after we each gave him like 10, five minute, really good speeches for wisdom. And he looks at us. I'm 16. Oh, snap. And I love y'all. That was it. Uh <laughs> gonna get trolled for the rest of his life for that one he earned it but yeah usually stuff like that and my other one is um in other words the ip i really want to get back to it's called fruit punch it is about uh battle-based athlete fruit people competing in the world and i kind of want the story to follow aspects of a hero who was very strong but also very egotistical gets struck down has to build himself back up also rebuilding his reputation as well as tackling a few things that are problems with like athletes have to deal with where you go from being just someone who's working towards something you love to being a public figure to then being scrutinized for every decision you make, how over obsessing over your career can destroy it, stuff like that. Interesting. Where can we read these comics? Gay Bisms, you can read on my Instagram. And then okay. if you want to see the really old versions of Fruit Punch, I promise it's better now. It's been a series I've been working on since like oh, 2015. I'll like start, stop, start, stop. It is on Webtoons. This year I'll be going back and kind of starting over from the beginning. There's a lot of ways I kind of wrote myself to a corner. So I want to go back and start it over again. Okay, perfect. So Instagram and Webtoons. Do you have by chance a link to your Webtoons comic on your Instagram as well? So I took it down when I started designing the new one. But okay, I, I will send okay, you the I link see. if you want to include it in like the description for this podcast. Sure. Everyone sure. be my guest. Know that my art is better now when you read it and I'm changing the story. The writing will be better, I promise. Okay. So with the disclaimer that changes are coming, yes. the link will be in the description for the episode. Yes. <laughs> as far as next steps in your journey... You want to be a board artist, correct? Mm -hmm. So how are you working towards accomplishing that? To be drawing every day. Cool. <laughs> no, okay, let me give a board advance. Draw every day. That's all you need to do. Just draw. No. Mm -hmm. Studying was the big thing first. So when I deleted my portfolio, I was given a lot of resources, books, texts, mainly stuff on the Loomis method. And there was one book about early cartoons drawing hands and all this stuff and really learning different sections of anatomy. And then after I trained that for a few months, then it was reading the five C's of cinematography, doing a lot of movie studies where I just watch a movie, pause it, draw the panel, go again, pause it, draw the panel. I did that for like 10 movies and spent like six hours on one movie. I think the one that took the longest was uh, a Ghibli film. No, I'm going to say it right. I don't, I never say the name. La Puta. And I just sat down one day. It's like, I'm just going to draw every panel of this. And I sat there for six hours. Well, there goes my Saturday. But all that stuff really helps. It builds up uh, visual vocabulary. 
a lot of drawing, a lot of practicing, a lot of studying. Is there anything that you're doing as a PA that you feel is, and I know this might be something you wouldn't know until like after you've reached your goal of being a board artist, but do you feel like there's anything that you're doing as a PA that is helping you reach that goal? Just in case there's someone in a similar situation as you that's doing production but really wants to switch into like a art role, you know what I'm saying? So right, let me put y'all onto some game real quick. This is the, the foolproof plan. You find somebody who is willing to give you a practice test. You do that practice test. You send it back to them. They're probably going to give you notes. You do those notes and you send it back. That shows them that you're serious. You can work on a time schedule and it's fun. You get some, you get some mileage under your belt. Also, just be nice. Don't be like, be humble. If someone gives you a note on something, don't yell at them. The amount of times I've, I've done a portfolio review and the person's come back, but maybe you just don't understand my art. It's like, well, I, all right, I can't do anything for this. I tried to help you the best I can. That's fine. But humble goes a long way. Yikes. Um... No, that was funny. I still love that one. Okay, now is the time for rapid questions where I ask you a series of questions and you just answer them as quickly as possible. Are you ready? So my first question is, what's your opinion on penguins? Penguins are dope. Cool. Piplup for life. Let's go, yeah. Well, actually I prefer Chimchar personally. Oh! <laughs> and just like that, we've become enemies. We've been so cool this entire time. I was gonna invite you to my quinceanera. And now this. Oh, yeah, because Chimchar is the best baby boy. My <sighs> bad, but not really. <laughs> it's okay. We all make mistakes. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> kidding, kidding. What's your favorite color? Blue. Favorite number? Four. Favorite animal? Turtles. Coffee or tea? Tea. Favorite fairy tale? Mm, Anansi. Um, monster hidden under the bed or in the closet? Under the bed. I'm fat. I'll crush it. <laughs> What's the best song to relax to? The best song to relax to. That would be Upgraded by Logic. And the best song to hype up to? Ooh, currently it is a NF when I grow up. And give me a word that starts with the letter. We'll say Z because my cat's here, but it can't be a name. Or an animal. Oh, that's it's not a good luck. Uh, zenith. <laughs> zenith. Yeah. Google it. Google it. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so I'm, you just said a random. No, no, no word. I'm pretty that's sure it's a word. Good. I'm pretty sure it's a word. If it's not, I got another one. Zenith. I got a video game. <laughs> so that doesn't count. Zeal. Zeal. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm not good at English. That should be fine. I mean, I only got Zell, but I know that's that's Zero. different. So sure, Zeal. <laughs> sure. How did you spell Zeal? I just want to ask. Uh, probably wrong. <laughs> Still dodged the question. I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Gabe, for speaking with us today. It's been a pleasure. Do you have? Do you want to share your Instagram and or Twitter or any other social media with everybody? Hi. Yes. Bye. Uh, Instagram is draws by GBA. I'm also that on Twitter. You can find me there. I post when I want to, but you can always DM me if you have questions, comments, nice. concerns, and insults. 
Okay. GBA as in Game Boy Advance? Yes. That's also my official. <laughs> that also makes sense. You didn't know it was made by Nintendo, did you? Yeah, I sure did it. I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, (laughs) 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 And thank you, the listener, for tuning in. Please follow Creating Color on Instagram and Twitter and feel free to submit any questions for upcoming guests through our social media or creatingincolorcast at gmail.com. If you're interested in following me, you can find me on Instagram, YouTube, and twitch.tv at MaybeIt'sKB. Thanks to Namikaze for creating the ending theme. You can find more of his music on his SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Namikaze. That's N-A-M-I-K-A-Z-E. Thanks, everyone, for sharing Creating in Color with their friends, family, and coworkers. We really appreciate any word of mouth or even helping to push our hashtag on social media, hashtag Creating in Color cast. And we have another donation message for from Judy saying, shout out for maybe it's KB. Oh, she's hey. lovely. She's sassy. She has a cat. I do. And follow her on Twitch for live content. Thank you so much, Judy. That's so sweet of you to say. <laughs> I like Judy. My cat is pretty good. Uh, his name is Zero. He's pretty great. He has his own Instagram too. I just said <laughs> Zero. Dang. He's where Zero. are you, Zero? You were just here. Oh, he's on the other side of the room. Whatever. <laughs> if you're interested in joining our donors list, you can make a one-time or monthly donation through our PayPal or coffee account, coffee.com slash creating in color, or purchasing creating in color merch on Star Rain Studio. That's my Etsy shop, y'all. Links available <laughs> via our link tree. Before we wrap up, do you have any departing words of wisdom for everyone listening? Always seek the truth in everything that you do. And if you don't love the process of doing something, it's probably not for you. The process will always trump the result because you have to do the process every day. Very well said. Also, don't eat in bed. Yeah, that's how you get ants. That's what my sister got ants right now. (gasps) You see? (laughs) I'm kidding. Love you, sis. Didn't mean that. <laughs> Thank you so much. This has been Creating in Color. Keep striving, keep trying, keep creating. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was dope.